Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Perky Perspectives. Thank you for everybody who's been with me at the beginning of this journey. And thank you for everybody who's tuning in now. This will be a special episode. It will be cut into two parts. And it may seem as if it is ending abruptly. But I would like for you to know that that is because we have a special announcement that we made at the end of this podcast that I want to give its own space. So please rate, subscribe, like, comment, share the podcast, and let me know what you think. And I look forward to hearing from you. (laughs) Perky Perspectives. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. So hey everybody, this is Perky, Perky Perspectives. I am doing my Euro trip. If you guys have been paying attention, then you would know that. And like I promised, I am interviewing with people. So, you good? <laughs> you tried to play off the fact that you just hit the shit out of your, your elbow right now. Yeah, flex it out. Go ahead, work it out a little bit. I'm good, I'm good. Just watch the tree, watch yeah. the herb. Herb is very important in our lives, right? Are we high right now? Can you come close to me, though? Getting there slowly, I, I suspect. I'm getting there slowly. Your eyes are red. My eyes are always red. Oh, shit. <laughs> dead giveaway. Excuse the French. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can curse. It's fine. <laughs> um. Okay, so I have Drew with me. I want to say your name. I really do want to say the Try last it. name. Try it. Abak. 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 Poro. Poro. I forgot the engine. I'm glad yeah. you said it. Abak Poro. Okay, and your initial business was a man and his cat. A man and his cat, mobile coffee. Right, mobile vegan coffee. Mobile vegan coffee. That is very important. But what's also important is that we were doing it from the back of a Mercedes-Benz smart car. So... Smart car? A smart car. Mercedes have smart cars? that's, That's the brand. Mercedes do smart car. What? You didn't know that? I don't think I did. And that just may be me. I'm not saying nobody else in the U.S. knew that. I'm saying me specifically. You learn something I did not new every day. Yeah, I learned yeah. two things. Yeah. One, that your mobile company <laughs> was, was vegan. <laughs> and the other, that Mercedes has smart cars. Okay. So that's good. Like, everything was on the same line, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what made you want to go into coffee, for one? And then the other thing, why did you want to go into the vegan lane? And how did you, like, for all the people who want to do businesses, how did you start? Like, 
what was the process for you? Um, which version would you like? The long version or the short version? We have time. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Um, okay, so this isn't my first business. Okay. This is actually my second business. The first one I started was a partnership with um, a friend of mine. Um, and it didn't go too well, but it was an experience in itself. Um, self-employment, I've always kind of generally um, done the extra on the side. So, for example, You're when I was... Cut a long story short. Um, do you know what it is? I'm trying to be d- diplomatic in the way I say it. But, yeah, cut a long story short. Hey, Jay-Z called himself yeah. a hustler, and we see how far he got. So... Yeah, well, I suppose so. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I've, I've always hustled. I've always done that little extra on the side, and um, so I, my son was born in. Sorry, he's let a me, parent. Everybody. I'm a parent. Let me step back a little bit. I'm jumping too many guns at the same time. So I'm a parent. My son was born in 2010. At the time, I was. Um, a project manager for a social housing uh, organisation based in London. Um, enjoyed the role, but wasn't too happy. Didn't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, my son was born in February 2010, and I had a motorcycle accident in May 2010. What? Could have died. Could have died. Were you in the hospital for any long period? For about a month and a half. A month but, and a half? Yeah. What the hell happened to you? I, let's not get into it. It's, oh, my it's, God. Yeah. Okay, another so, day, another story. I'm that's sorry. It. So, I'm glad you're okay. Amen. Right. That's it. So um, I could have died. And um, during that period, I kind of had a bit of a, a flashbulb moment where I felt that if I had died, my son being only, only about six months old would never have known who I was and... I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had a legacy to leave, to leave to him. So for me, taking the route of self-employment was to provide a legacy for my child, something that he can say, my dad did that, and something that he can be proud of. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine, my, 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 my friend at the time, offered me the opportunity to be self-employed. He had a business idea, wanted a bit of an invest, investment. I put in some money, he put in some money, and we worked on it together. That didn't go to plan, um, which is a lesson that we all kind of need to learn as well in the sense that when we go into business, uh, things will not always go the way that they should do. Right. Even though it may fail, that let that not be your last business that you try. Right, not you, every idea is a winner. Exactly, so you always need to start again and just keep going at it. But anyway, so that business didn't work out too well. I came back to the drawing board, lost a, lost quite a bit of money, and um, had to figure out what I was doing with myself. At the time, London, or East London, from which is where I'm from, Hackney, was going through a slight transition. Um, Say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> You're words. It was going through a, a transition. It was going through a, a gentrification. Mm, mm. Um, okay. And as you know, what generally tends to happen is that um, a whole bunch of middle-class white folks move in. 
Um, and then uh, they bring all their influences with them as well and their loves and passions and etc. So where do we go? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Which is sad. Which is very, very sad, to be honest. Tragic, but yeah. It's tragic on both ends. The fact that we are able to be pushed out and the fact that we are being pushed out. It is. It is. It's not... I. I... For me, this is very controversial. I don't agree with it. Gen- the whole gentrification thing, I, I'm totally against it. I can understand why it happens and how it happens. Mm-hmm. I totally understand it. But I think it's the... it's. Um, I have this thing about subliminal racism. That's why I love Americans. I hate America, but I love Americans. You guys say it as it is. I don't like you. You're black. You're a nigger. Get the fuck out of my face. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I can live with that. Because you're sad. You want stuff up front. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but over here, it's like everything, there's a there's a slight undertone to everything. Microaggression. They, they was talking about that today at the Pie Fest. Precisely. They were like, like microaggressions that starts to eat away at you. It's and you don't crazy. even realize it's being taken until you're faced with somebody who didn't deal with that. And you're like, wait, what? Like, it's this, is, crazy. this is what I've been dealing with? Yeah. It's hard work. It's hard work. Being over here is hard work. And it's, um, yeah. Okay. We digress. Yeah, we digress. We digress. But I'm glad we started that. I'm glad people can hear that. Because a lot of people, I was telling one of the panelists today, Candice, I was telling her that in the U.S., people, t- they seem to think and project that people in other countries don't go through racism like how we do. They, for some reason, think that it's so unique for us and it's like no like we're not the only people who are going through this so it's like it's still racism within like the the other countries like the u.s is like no you, uk didn't go through that and you know yeah but do you do you f- i i'm of the view that that's been done on purpose because you guys in a sense have been detached from the rest of the world or from the rest of europe uh, yeah, I'm the talking US about Africa. Does that. They feel like exactly. they're, they're better than everybody, and then they want us to go to Africa, but they don't teach. You know, in the school systems, they don't want you to know anything about yourself because you know they no, have to no, separate. They, they 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 don't want you to go yeah. to Africa. They don't want you to go to Africa. But they do at the same. They, the, the race the racism part of them is like I don't want you by me. But then the capitalism part is I need I, yeah, you. Yeah, I for need my you. Money. Yeah, right. Because you guys, <laughs> we can we can manipulate stuff. You know, we, so we need you, but we want you to want. Come, think come and join our labor you. force. We yeah. want you. So we we so sometimes we feel like we're so unique. Like they want you to feel like that though. They want you to feel like you're different from everybody else. So then to come over to London and to just know like exactly like almost the same thing. Shit happens. Like it's just crazy how similar though. Shit. Ha- I'll, 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 let, let me just go back to what I was saying because this falls in what I'm going to so say happy. next, what, yes. what I'm going to say next falls into exactly what you just said, right? The whole racism thing. So before we started this podcast, you, were, you, was, you asked me what we could talk about and what we couldn't talk about. Mm-hmm. And I also mentioned at the moment, I'm currently taking a break from the business. Yes. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to go back to the business. I just need to reassess things. Yes, that's smart. One of the reasons why I'm taking a break from the business is because I experienced ex- institutional racism. Now, the idea that I've got is not unique. It's unique in the sense that um, there's only a handful of people that are, are doing 
it in the UK in in the, in the fact that putting a espresso machine in the back of a smart car mm-hmm. that's unique. Mm-hmm. But the idea itself is in Germany, France, every, other people have done it as well. So um, I'm outside our, our location, our pitch on a weekend working and this guy comes at the train station and he approaches me, he stops, he looks around, he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, comes over, talks to me. We're talking for about an hour and I'm, uh, me being who I am, I'm proud of what I've done. So I'm, I'm showing him everything. <gasps> Did Wait. the McDonald's shit happen to you? Hold on. Oh so, so um, I think nothing of it. Then a few months later, somebody adds me on Instagram with the exact same concepts that I have, right? I didn't recognize the guy. I followed him. I thought, okay, this, this is nice. It's nice. It's competition. Competition is nice. So I thought, competition is good. This is nice. Okay. So I've accepted him. We have the odd little chats, you know, he's, I, he's asked for a bit of advice and I've offered him advice being the person that I am. Um, every so often I keep on going back to, the, to his Instagram, I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, I know this guy from somewhere, but I can't put a finger on it, but I'm, I, I, I know I know the face. One day it clicks. This is the guy that came to talk to me. I sat down with him for an hour. We spoke about the business and he went off. He was white. He was white. <laughs> On top of that, what had happened was, oh well, within that period, I was in an event for one of the, na- the, the national newspapers called the Evening Standard. So we were doing an event for them. It was a two-week event, a night market. Um, we went in there knowing we were going to lose money, but we went in there to network. We lost money more than we anticipated, but we got the right connections. This lady that we had met um, said that she worked for a management company that owned or managed a stretch of land between Tower Bridge and London Bridge, which is a prime location in in London, if anybody knows. Um, She said she loved the concept. She wanted us to come and set up a a, a mobile coffee unit there. She loved it. All we had to do was complete the application, it was all going to be formalities. That was it. And, you know, the role is ours. Cool. The event finished. I did the application. The first week went, hand, emailed it over. The first week went past. Didn't hear anything back. Second week went past. Didn't hear anything back. Third week, I thought, okay, let me email. Didn't get a response. Fourth week, I called. As soon as I called, she, I called her work phone. She answered and said, I'll call you back. She went outside, called me on her mobile phone. Bearing in mind, this is a white lady. She went outside, called me on her mobile phone. She said to me, um, I'm so sorry I haven't been in contact with you, but things have been a bit hectic, but I have some bad news. My bosses feel that you don't have the right appeal um, for what, or you don't have the right appeal for what we're looking for. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're making me anxious right now. <laughs> she, <laughs> she then said, wow. what they've gone and done is that she, they've offered it to somebody else. And she said to me that she was extremely upset and extremely angry and she fought for for my corner. And she feels that race, and this is a white lady telling me, she feels that race has played a major factor in it. They had offered it to the other This guy guy. has been taking all... He probably... Did you post that you was going to this event? 
course I did. So he jumped on it. Yeah, that's why I don't like posting everything sometimes. Like, they really be watching you. I'll tell you what it is. It's racism is a construct that, unfortunately, we cannot get away from. Because those who are in power dictate what happens. And, unfortunately, those who are not in power, the working classes, the, the people like you and I, but who are of the... Of a, of, of a different race will never understand will never understand what those in power are trying to filter down they, they, they will take it as okay those in power want us around because we're good labor force but you know they kind of they won't interact with us that's why I say we buy com. <laughs> like I try to go to more centered events that have us that are in those positions because there are some of us in those positions we just have to make sure we're conscious in how we move to so that we can see them and we need to make sure we uplift each other and just pay attention to that stuff like like that right there like when you started talking about that i literally was triggered into thinking about the movie the founders because that same thing happened to the the brothers that started mcdonald's they basically just willingly because they were so excited about the idea mm. was talking to somebody about it and that person had more of that capula- capitalist Machiavelli type thinking and snatched their whole shit and did not leave their family with anything mm. you know so it really triggered me because I was just starting my podcast I was like I do not want this to happen to me but it's easy you know when you talk about stuff you know it's, you, it's inevitable yeah, it's, 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 you want to be helpful because that's in exactly. your nature but like that's not everybody's nature it's 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 um it's just the way the world is. I mean, I think I've always I've always had the 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 conclusion that in order to succeed in business, you kind of have to be a bit ruthless and a bit unethical. And I've I've never been one to want to be unethical or ruthless. I I firmly believe business should be done to the highest standards in the most respectful way, and unfortunately. There are particular people out there who aren't playing by the rules. And sometimes it's hard work. Let's just say it like that. It's hard work. We haven't started in the same level playing field as, as, as them, right. to be honest. I'm, I'm 10 steps behind. I've pulled myself onto the, to, to the same level, but yet there's still, still the privilege that they have. And it's, it's, it is what it is. I just um, I'm just of the of the view now that realistically, like yourself, we have to buy black, we have to support each other, we have to push each other, we have to we have to feed each other's egos because unfortunately, for some strange reason, we just don't know how to do that. Right. We don't know how to elevate one another in and and put have that one person or those two people, that group of people that we can look up to and say, Do you know what, let's really push these guys because they're going to be the ones who are going to help break down, you know, the, the issues that we have. So, you know. Um, no, that's true. So, okay. So that leads to the second part. So you're rebranding. All right, everybody, that is it for the Drew first part episode. Please stay tuned for all the other audio that I have from when I went to London, all the other audio that I have coming up, like live Monday, 10, 8. And thanks for listening. Please subscribe, like, comment, uh, join the
Patreon network. Follow me on Instagram at Perky Sexy.